Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Get up, get up, get up. It's the Get Up Show. Well, hello. Welcome to the Simon Says Podcast. We're the Get Up Show. Sean and Charlie and Maddie around here. And remember, I don't know how you're listening to this thing, but Charlie told me something interesting. If you're talking to your smarty speaker, you can't say, say play the Simon Says Podcast. You have to say, play the Simon Says Podcast podcast. Yes, because that is our actual title is Simon Says Podcast. Yeah. Podcast. So you have to say it twice. Oh, or you'll, yeah. come, you'll, you'll get some weird businessy guy and he don't know nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that other guy. There's so many of those. All right, so before we uh, get rolling here, I did want to talk just for a second because last week when we did the podcast, we didn't know what was going on in Washington, D.C., and by the time you know we got out of here and everything was done, things had really hit the fan in Washington, D.C., and Maddie and I both lived there for quite some time, and to see that, the way it unfolded, was absolutely heartbreaking, jaw-dropping, terrifying, just couldn't believe my eyes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's unreal to think about that, especially because it's like such a, a place of reverence and, you know, like you just wouldn't consider that even being an option, that that nope. could have even happened. Nope. No. You just see it unfold, you're like, what is happening? Are you kidding me? Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I didn't live there, obviously, like you guys did, but I got to visit right there um the capital about five years ago my niece was doing an internship in washington dc so i went up to see her and we went there and you know to me it was something that i'd only seen in books and on tv and so i was just like wow i'm actually here and and i i had the same reaction you guys did it was just like what is this really happening yeah because when i worked up there when i lived in dc whenever i would do an event anywhere near there it was always like my buttocks were extremely tight because I was so nervous about mm-hmm. the level of security and was I going to say something wrong and am I on camera and are the microphones picking up my every word? So I was always on my best behavior anytime I was anywhere around there. So this is just unfathomable, you know, yeah, that like, this could have happened. When they were breaking the windows, that was one of my things. I was like, are you seriously busting out window?" Uh, and just, I, I couldn't, couldn't even comprehend it. Yeah. Yeah, I never in the world thought I would ever see that. Like, we used to do the lighting of the National Christmas tree, which was in the, what they call that? The the, the place the across the street. The ellipse? No, it was across the street from that. I can't remember what it was called. It was like in the yard across from the White House. Anyway, but just to get in there, 
to get to the place that I had to broadcast, I had to go through like two metal detectors and walk by 300 armed whoever they were, soldiers, cops, Secret Service, whatever. So I'm telling you, security was so tight. That was back in late 90s. Which so, is why it doesn't make any sense that it even got that far. You yeah. Know? It, it really doesn't. Thing. It's, it, it's like anytime there's any sort of assembly, there's security. So, yeah. like, you know, it doesn't matter whether or not they thought it was going to escalate or not, even though there seemed like there would be, you know, a risk that there would. It's just the fact that that even happened and the fact that, yeah, it's just to watch it on the news, it was like, what? Exactly. And, you know, and I have to say, like, this has absolutely nothing to do with political parties or your affiliation or anything. It just has to do with the fact of that, you know, one of our country's most revered institutions, buildings, whatever you want to call it, it was was damaged. And that's hard to take. Well, not only that, but it was done on, you know, on live TV. And then, you know, it's like it's you you would think everyone would be assuming oh there's no way you could storm the capitol and then broadcast live and oh check it out people are storming the capitol right. like uh, who knew that that could be a, a crowd of that size could easily overwhelm this this and this it's like oh well good i'm glad that's out there i can't <laughs> believe that anything like that could ever happen again so all right let's leave that and let's get to maddie who's i hope you're feeling better if you're if you're uh, new to us we do the Get Up Show on 98.7 Simon, and Maddie hadn't been feeling good for a minute. Last week, we were picking on him, saying that he probably had the COVID, and wow, aren't we hilarious, because guess what? He tested positive. Yeah. And you guys nailed it. Good well, job. You, you started off saying, I just feel like I have a cold, like I'm snuffly and, and just feeling congested, and I just think I have a cold. Yeah, I still have a cold. <laughs> <It's> called, <laughs> on top called- of the Rona. Yeah, it's the COVID Rona cold. It sucks. It, <laughs> this it really does. sucks. And my, it's my not. F- luckily, I will say this. You know, no matter what, I, and I appreciate you know everyone asking you how you're feeling, how's it going. I, I'm glad that it didn't get to the point where you see people on the news. You know, like mm-hmm. I, I never got to that extreme, and I didn't have like the most extreme symptoms. But it's it's some of it's you know the stuff that you hear about. Like the exhaustion, it's like I'm a week later and I'm still tired. Like it's it's tiring just to get up and do stuff. The the interesting thing though is you never had a fever, right? No, never had ne- a fever. Even took my temperature a few times, didn't have one. Never had the headaches. No, I didn't. But my wife's been getting them. So like just to you know fill you in. So there's four of us in the house. It's the two kids and my wife and I, and three out of four of us have it. Uh, my daughter, for some reason, keeps testing negative, which leads me to believe she may either be a superhuman uh, immunity warrior <laughs> Robot. or she had it at some point. We just had no idea. Um, mm-hmm. So once this all clears up, we'll go get her tested for antibodies. Although it's funny because it's nice to have. So like my wife has lost her smell and taste. Uh, myself, myself and the boy have somewhat lost it. I, there's, I just it's way dumbed down, uh-huh. um, tired, cough. Yeah, that's. I mean, it's just a. It's just like you feel bleh all so, the day. So you, your wife couldn't smell whether the bologna was any good anymore or not. So she employed your daughter, who has no yeah. symptoms, to sniff the lunch meat. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Yes, yeah, she, she told me she's like, I had Chloe come in and smell this and make sure it was okay before I ate it. Here, and get in she, here. Smell yeah. this. 
And she's all bummed out. Like we had one of our neighbors dropped off uh, chocolate and I saw her eating it. I'm like, you know, you can't taste that. She's like, just leave me alone. That would make me so sad. Yeah. So that's really bumming her out. Um, I think that's why. Great mouthfeel. We've been using mouthfeel a lot. (laughs) That's why people lose weight because like nothing that they normally think, oh, this is so good. I'm going to eat all this pizza. They're like, this doesn't taste like anything. No. I've been lots of hydrating. I'm tired of drinking liquids. Uh, Well, what else would you drink? Solids? I guess at this, I mean, at this point, uh, I did finish off, (laughs) I finished off a bottle, I didn't have much left, let me just be clear, but a bottle of bourbon that I didn't enjoy the taste of it. And so now that I can't really taste it, I finished it off. So I've been able to get, you know, use up some stuff that I don't like. Oh, so that's when I would drink that really bad bottle of wine that somebody gave me. Oh, yeah, 100%. (laughs) That is what I was going to ask you. Have you guys done any of those tests where you blindfold each other and then you eat like a hunk of onion and try and figure out what you're eating because you can't taste it? No, I, I feel like that would still backfire on me. But uh, not like I can still kind of taste and I can still kind of smell. But like the like our oven quit working. And so the three of us were standing around trying to decide if we could smell gas. Which was... <laughs> So yet again, the canary in the coal mine had to come in and say, you know, Chloe, do you smell gas? She's like, yes. And I'm like, Uh-oh. okay, well, oh, we'll no. stop. She don't know. We'll turn this on. <laughs> yeah, she's not real reliable on stuff like that. So, Whoa, man. So, but the thing is, man, and I don't want to spook you out or anything, but every day I check on you and every day I, I want to, you, what do I say to you every day? How are you feeling today? Yeah, How's because it going? I'm, I want you to say every day, I'm the most positive person you know. Every day, I want you to say, you know what? I feel so much better today. This is it. Well, it's not there yet. Today is better. I think overall better, but it's like I get a couple hours and then it's just back to the couch. And like, mm-hmm. I, I was even like, maybe I just need to go for a walk or something and start, you know, yeah. moving my body around more. But it's like, you know, you, when you have a cold and you can just, it's like your sinus feels weird. Like, you know, like I'm breathing weird or like, I, it's like, I have a weird sensation. It's all in my head. So it's yeah. like having a head cold, but I've had it for weeks. Oh, <laughs> man. Speaking know? of all in your head, when we found out that you were positive, I immediately went and got tested and the lady nearly lost her giant Q-tip in my nostril. <laughs> <laughs> and you still didn't, it didn't bother you. This time it did. This time really? she was in. She was in there, man. She oh, was getting at it. The first time you said it was no big deal, and nah. I told you how awful I thought it was. Yeah, the first time it was nothing. This time I was fighting <sighs> off the, you know, the the reflex of crying and sneezing. Yeah, and exactly. Yeah, that that's what she did See, to me this time. She so, did it right. I don't think your first person did. Well, either way, I was having all kinds of crazy ghost symptoms. Like, oh my god, my earlobe is that a symptom? Is that it? Oh. <laughs> My eyes twitching. Is that it? Well, I, I, th- I think I can't smell this. Well, my test came back negative. And as soon as I got that negative result, it's like you're healed. Woo! I feel so good. Even if you haven't had direct contact with someone who tests positive, you still this is that's the world we're living in these days. Every time I get the tiniest little, you know, sniffle or sneeze or, you know, just, oh, I think I might, you know, coughing or whatever. I'm like, I got the Rona. I've got the Rona. Yeah, sure. Well, you know, so the one thing that I wanted to say, so like you even asked me, like, is uh, 
because our boss wanted to send out an email that someone tested positive and, and mm-hmm. they wanted to use my name. I was like, of course, you know, because that's the worst too. It's like someone tested. And then, then it's like a mystery and everyone who, freaks out. Who was it? Yeah. So I'm like, I don't care if you say that I got it. But the biggest thing that I, I always want to put out there is we have not done anything risky. Like, and, and just, just, to, just to be clear, and I'm not trying to be like, I would say if I was doing dumb stuff, but we've been really good. Like we uh, wear masks everywhere. We are constantly using hand sanitizer. The only place we go to the, like the grocery store. I mean, I've been to Costco and whatnot, but nothing like crazy out of control. Don't eat out at restaurants. Don't eat inside. Like we've been doing everything right yeah. and we got it. So, I mean, that's the big thing is that everybody who, who thinks, you know, oh, well, only the people who do dumb stuff are the ones getting it. No. You know, Only the people who celebrate all. in the streets when Alabama wins the national title. <laughs> no, they're fine. But but yeah, they'll of course, be fine. yeah, I mask up and I go get some stuff at Harris Teeter and I get it. And the other problem is, is then you become like the pinpoint. So everyone looks at you like you're the Ebola monkey. And yeah. and, and we have no idea where we got it. That's the, that's the other thing. It's like every that's the other thing everyone always asks has been asking me, well, where do you think you got it? And it's like, yeah. I have no idea. I, I really don't know. I haven't been to a, a super spreader event. I haven't, you know, been inside a crowded anywhere, you know, for long oh, periods of you time. Haven't traveled. I haven't been hugging strangers like usual. <laughs> well, let's let's talk about something else that I'm really upset about. And that is you guys know that I ordered my pie cake for Christmas. Oh, yes. no, Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Yeah. I ordered a pie cake for Thanksgiving, and right. it never, apparently never made it onto the truck. And we surmised that perhaps a delivery driver decided that that looked delicious, and I'm making air quotes, dropped it, and it, it went home with that person. And great, if they got to enjoy it, but I, I hate them like poison, and... <laughs> I'll never buy from that company again. Do I say the name of the company or not? Sure. Gold I mean, you Belly. had a bad experience? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The I've seen that because that's that company that where you can order, like, for example, back home, a breaded tenderloin sandwich is a big deal. And I can order from a restaurant in Indiana that sells those and have them sent to me. They so have like those on Gold Belly? Yeah. yeah. If you, oh so if you God. have, like, a, a regional lot. food that you yeah. miss because you moved away, it's you usually can find it on there. Yeah. And so you guys know, we all three of us, we order stuff online all the time, and we have pretty good luck with things arriving. I was heartbroken that the pie cake didn't arrive because that was going to be my big point of bragging at Thanksgiving. Like, oh, no big deal. Yeah, <laughs> it's exactly. A, it's a cake full of pies. What? No big deal. <laughs> yeah, look what I brought. <laughs> uh, so mine never showed up, and then Maddie is telling me, so my sister ordered us one. There's this restaurant. Uh, this guy, David Chang, has a restaurant, Momofuku, and it's like Korean food and whatnot, and they have these pork buns. And she ordered it for us, and sure enough, it did show up. So I got it. Um, the only downside is inside it's sealed. Like it comes in like a, the box is fine. Inside the box was like a styrofoam cooler box, and inside that, stuff was broken. <laughs> what? Yeah, like the containers were all broken. So it was like sauces had leaked and, you know, uh, whatever. So it's, it's almost like they were broken before they put them in there then. Or that or just, I think someone was shaking it around like, what is a this lot. thing? It's inside styrofoam. <laughs> is this a pie cake? In? Let me <laughs> shake it. <laughs> but yeah, but we so, did get it. We, we did so get bitter. our 
our goal belly uh, did arrive. Although, and, and just my sister was all upset because she got it for us for Christmas. And of course, by the time we got it, we all had the COVID and no one could taste anything. So we were all, <laughs> we were all sitting around. Poor Nikki, again, my wife is sitting there eating it. She's like, <sighs> you know, just sighing. And I'm like, I bet yeah, this oh, would honey. be really good. Yeah. But, but how was the mouth feel? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Let me just tell you, luxury. Do you guys know that one of them, and I can't remember if it's Ben or Jerry, but either Ben or Jerry can't taste or smell anything. And, yeah. And he does all of his judging of how good an ice cream is based on mouthfeel. Isn't and that worse than being in hell? He does not the coronavirus. Now, this is his life. This <laughs> yeah. is his whole life. Oh, yeah. You know, and now, and of course, now the other thing is rabbit hole of how to symptoms and this and that, which... Um, my wife said, now the problem is now when I get my smell back, it's going to come back all broken and everything I love is going to smell like rotted flesh. And I'm like, you need <laughs> to stop. Yeah, I'm no. like, you need to stop reading the internet. Yeah. Oh no. She <laughs> was guys... lament. She was lying there. It was so funny. She's like, flowers will smell like dead flesh. The dog's belly will smell like dead flesh. And I'm like, all right, oh, honey, no. we, we thing, got, man. we've got to get out of this oh. house. <laughs> yeah, we got to get a positive or a negative test. I'm, I don't need any more positive tests. If well, when do you get tested again so you can live your life? I don't know. It keeps sliding. So like, my test was on Wednesday, but I got the results on Friday. So now, what I've people have been saying ten days from your result, and then other people are saying ten days from your first symptom, and then ten days from your test. So I mean, I guess I'll test next week. Well, if you know, you're you're, you're not having those major symptoms like the fever and the but no no if, you, and if someone does, you're supposed to wait until after you go. You can go a full. I think it's it's at least twenty four hours. A full twenty four hours without a fever. Yeah, that's right. Well, luckily. Um, yeah, so I mean, ideally, I'll probably schedule a test for Monday, and then that'll be the safest bet. And then, cool. fingers crossed. Yeah, yeah, man. When I ask you tomorrow, hey, how you feeling today? I, I <laughs> really want you to say, God, you know what? This is the breakthrough. I'll just Feel start lying. I'll just tell you no matter what. I'll yeah, be like, Oh do my it. god! Yeah, do that. Do that for me. You know, I've been doing, doing cartwheels all day. I don't mind lies if they tell me what I want to hear. Understood. If, if you read next door, like like you know we do because we're nosy and we love to get into everybody's business <laughs> yeah you know that if you leave something in your car and your car gets broken into that you're at fault because if somebody posts on there hey my car got broken into last night and they got my ipad then the next person says well you never leave anything of value in your car you what? never leave yeah you never leave your car unlocked you never leave anything of value it's not like oh i'm sorry that happened there, there was. I was watching this thing of this woman who lives in New York City, and she's been living New there. New York oh, City. <laughs> Shoot, I forgot. But she's been living there since the seventies, and she said about how she had an a, an apple and a pack of cigarettes on her on her dashboard, and someone smashed in her windshield to get them. And when she told the cop, they're like, "Well, why would you leave anything on your dashboard of value?" And yeah. she's like, "Oh, my bad. That fifteen cents worth of product that I left in there, I, I should have known." No, man, a pack of cigarettes. <laughs> Cigarettes in New York is like twenty five dollars nowadays. Yeah, well, yeah, now. 
I have a friend who actually, she kind of, you know, she was joking, but she kind of did a little bit of a shaming post because she had seen on next door where someone said, my husband and I had our car broken into last night, his iPad, my wallet, something, Mm -hmm. something, a couple things of value were stolen. And she's like, seriously, people, why would you do this? But then, you know, a few people were like, okay, I get what you're saying, but you know, one time I came home and I had to go to the bathroom really bad and I ran in the house and then I just forgot, you know, just things happen. You just, you just sometimes forget. Well, if you are one to leave things in your car, you know, it gets cold. Like the other night it was like 28 degrees when I got up at dark o'clock in the morning. Mm -hmm. Here are some things you might not have thought about that you don't leave in a cold car. You don't leave your medication in a cold car, Charlie. Don't leave it okay. in there because it will change it. It could it could make it not work, or it could even make it harmful. Don't leave medication in the car, huh. especially okay. not the good stuff. No. Musical instruments. Don't leave your ukulele in the car because it could warp it if it's oh. cold outside. The temperature okay. change. I have one. Yeah. Um, bowling balls. Is we're, that right? Yeah, we're you know we're in a bowling league and it's during the winter when there's nothing to do outside. And the guy who works at the bowling alley was very adamant about don't leave it in your car because it will it can get cold and it could crack it. Really? Yeah. Now wouldn't there have to be moisture there for it to crack? Because that's what happens is the I'm moisture not gets sciencing right now. I'm just telling you what he said. <laughs> well, you need to ask him and then tell me because that's not enough information. <laughs> These sound like you should know this, but like canned soda and beer. Mm-hmm. Oh, freeze. Yeah. yeah, they could freeze and they could burst or they could change. You know, you get the, the frozen part, it changes the taste. And mm-hmm. if you drink a partially frozen beer, what has frozen there is the water and all you're drinking is the alcohol. So it's a whole lot stronger. So be careful <laughs> it with just that. tastes awful too. So wait, canned I'm not food. supposed to do that? <laughs> no, don't do it. Canned food. Be careful about canned food because they could also breach and, you know, you could get some... I'm not real scared about that one, honestly, because you know I'll eat spoiled stuff. <laughs> what about leftover scrimps? Mm, sure. Yeah, because the cold would keep them. Yeah, they'd be fine in there. Okay. Okay. Next is eggs. Don't put. Don't leave eggs in your cold car. And I don't know anybody who would be leaving eggs in their car anyway, but they felt the need to warn you not to put eggs and my, leave them in your cold car. Those are my good road eggs. And this is the one, this is the whole reason I thought this was the cool story. Don't leave a near empty gas tank in your car when it's freezing cold outside. Oh yeah. And the the reason why, really why? I mean, I've been told that for years that if your gas tank is, don't have a low gas tank because um, there's water in your gas and that could freeze. It could freeze up your fuel lines, I think. Well, maybe that, that might be true. Um, but, but the interesting thing is when it's cold outside and you've got a real, real low uh, level of gas in there, the increased viscosity of your gas could trick your gas gauge into showing you more gas than you actually have. And so oh, yeah? you're riding along thinking you got enough to get to the next station and you run out just because it's cold outside. It's funny because that's one of those things. No one ever told me why I shouldn't do it, but just that if you, oh, if it's going to snow or if it's real cold, you make sure you got a full tank of gas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Well, you know, that's old guys always say that. You always get a full tank of gas no matter what. Oh, wait, it's it's Wednesday. Better get a full <laughs> tank of gas. Which I don't disagree with that. And yes, Charlie, I can tell you as an adult, 
I have not had hamburger helper. I don't think I've had hamburger helper since I lived with my mom. And you have a child. Mm-hmm. She doesn't know what hamburger helper is. Oh, that poor kid. She's so isn't, deprived. I mean, it's basically isn't all right. And this is my isn't hamburger helper basically just macaroni, a meat sauce? Like, don't you have to make just about everything, and then then you add in the the box? Yeah. What's you, in the box? You brown your. What's in the box? What's in the box? You brown your burger, and yeah. then you you drain off your good grease, and you put that in a can. Yeah, and, uh, and don't leave it you, on your counter for too long. Yeah, you've got a flavor pack, and then you put that in there, and the noodles and everything, and that's hamburger helper. Yeah, you guys are so bougie. Oh my goodness, with your what about cooking. It? Well, uh, here's the thing. Okay, when I first so most most of our listeners know I don't have any children of my own, but I'm in a relationship now, and there is a child th- that we share, and so when I first got into this stepmoming role, I was like. Jumping in with both feet, I was like, okay, I'm going to cook healthy meals. I'm going to teach this kid how to eat right. I'm going to start making, you know, like trying to make things from scratch and not have as much processed food. And yeah, that lasted maybe, maybe six months, if even that long. Okay. Well, first of all, I am not a fancy chef like you guys are. I can't, I can't just concoct recipes and, and throw things together and they taste fabulously. That's just not my forte. But it's also a lot of work and it's very messy. And you say, <laughs> oh, I can make homemade hamburger helper. It's so easy. Sure. And I'm like, um, yeah. So then there's the chopping and the melting and the slicing and the ingredients and the stuff. And then the one ingredient that you need just for this recipe and you spend $7 on it and you only use a little bit and it all goes to waste because you never use it again. <laughs> That's laziness. Not, Stupid garam it's masala. just not... <laughs> I'm sorry. Sometimes box foods are good. They're easy. They're, I mean, it's not like we eat it every night or anything. I do make homemade stuff sometimes. But, you know, it's just it's just easier sometimes to just do it out of the box. You What's know, the last? Oh, go oh sorry. Go uh, no, I was just going to say the way we got, my wife and I got into it because she was like, she, she really wanted uh, box mashed potatoes. And I was really Ooh. offended by that. But then I broke down and got them, and I still don't like. I don't. I'm not happy you know, about it. But no, I was the opposite about mashed potatoes because my family we never had eaten the kind out of the bag, the instant whatever. You know, my mom always made homemade mashed potatoes, and so I was very snooty about mashed potatoes too. And I can tell the difference. But again, if I'm making, let's say, meatloaf, and I want some mashed potatoes with it, I'll make those easy kind because they don't care, and it's not worth all the work that it cost me to make them from scratch it's not work you're boiling potatoes and then mashing Dude, them OMG. that is work you have to cut yeah. them you have to peel them you have to I cook think them though, and then smash them and then milk them and then butter them and but that yeah. also goes back to the idea of i mean it, it doesn't even have anything to do with us you know saying we're fancy or whatnot is that both sean and i enjoy cooking like we yeah. we Love have it. always cooked we like to cook and actually one of the, the hardest things in my life is that uh i it, bringing people pleasure through food is something that means a lot to me mm-hmm. and it doesn't mean as much to the rest of my family. So I'm getting better yeah. at just making sustenance. But that said, that doesn't mean I still don't enjoy, like I, I have no problem uh, spending an hour, two hours or, you know, like an all day cook. And that's something that I actually get a kick out of, you know, like yeah. I love, I love the process and what I do too. So I think that's just something that you either have or you don't. I don't think, you know, I get it. You know, yeah. you have no problem 
you're not I going to don't. suddenly just enjoy. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. I wish I did. I just, I just don't enjoy all the process. It takes too long. It's you know, the cleanup, the everything. It's just not fun for me. And, you know, unfortunately, my man cooking to him is putting something in a microwave. <laughs> so there's, it's all on me if it's going to be cooking. And, you know, it just, it's not my thing. I can't remember. Sean, did you ever work in a kitchen, like at a restaurant? I worked at a restaurant, but I wasn't that advanced. I was a busboy. So your cooking has just come from nat- like natural. Because like yeah, all my cooking stuff came from restaurants more no. than anything. No, mine was watching my grandmother in her kitchen and picking up tips from her and then later on recording her with my little cassette player as she made things and you know picking up tips and stuff from her. She was like Julia Child of the Eastern Shore of Virginia. Oh, see, that's amazing because, I mean, my mom was a – good cook but she was also a very basic cook it was like meat and potatoes you know nothing fancy no there was no chefiness involved so the cooking that i do know how to do is just very basic stuff don't y'all have the same sign on what are what are you guys sagittarius. sagittarius okay according to this if you're a sagittarius you should in 2021 take up playing the ukulele <laughs> okay I wonder it's, if it's easier than the guitar, because I have trouble with my fingers. I think it's got to be easier than, than the guitar, because you see so many people strumming on that thing. It says that the Sagittarian, uh, it, it's got a soothing and bright sound, which matches your bubbly and optimistic personality. Oh, boy. You know, at first I was thinking, I was like, what's a ukulele? All I could picture was a banjo. And I'm like, oh, wait, it's the tiny guitar, right? Yes. Yeah. Banjos okay. are hard to play. I'm a Scorpio, so I should, let's see, what am I supposed to play? The electric guitar, man. I'm wailing on my axe. Oh, look at you, Eddie Van Halen. Yeah. Oh, too soon. No, we love him. And then I could see, I could see you playing with your teeth and like doing a cool duck walk across the stage. <laughs> you know, I had an electric guitar when I was a kid. One of my neighbors, we had neighbors two houses down who would get out in the yard and jam. One of them had a banjo and a couple of other guys had guitars. And they would get out there and jam. And it was so much fun. And so one of the guys loaned me a guitar to learn how to play on. And, you know, of course, it hurt my fingers because I didn't have calluses on my fat fingers. And it got to the point where I was like, mm, I'm going to put this over here. And yeah. I let it sit, sit, sit. And he eventually came knocking on the door wanting his guitar back. And by then it was missing two strings. And I think I had mm. a plan in it. You know. <laughs> Can we so, just take a moment to stop and think about how awesome it was when kids could stand out in the yard playing electric guitars and no <laughs> authorities were called? <laughs> Right? I miss those days. Well, you still can for a while. Before, you know, the authorities will be called and you will be on next door. <laughs> yeah, but oh. we've also learned that you can say you're in defense. I'm sorry. I cannot turn down my Led Zeppelin. That's, that's, that's a great story. <laughs> if you didn't, you didn't hear about that, there's a guy. His last name is Rock. Like our uh-huh. friend, the musician Patrick Rock. Yes. Right. There's a guy. His last name is Rock. He was playing his Led Zeppelin super duper loud at 1.30 in the morning the other night. The police got called on him for disturbing the peace, and when they got there, he said, man, I'm, I'm practicing my singing because I've booked some studio time coming up soon, and you can't play Led Zeppelin at a low volume. I agree. He's just speaking facts, man. True. This is some music you just can't listen to quietly. What's another one? For me, The Who. There's The Who has, like, it won't get fooled again. Baba O'Reilly can't explain. Those have to, um, what's the other one? Eminence Front, those have to be at top volume. Uh, um, Rage Against the Machine, um, Tool, 
Yeah, like my favorite, my favorite hair bands from the '80s. You know, anytime one of those songs comes on that I haven't heard in a while, it's got to be cranked up. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I'll give you one. They're not like in my top two or three favorite bands, but when um, "Time" by Pink Floyd comes on, I have to crank that all the way up. That beginning piece. Yeah, and then then when it goes into the the song, oh, I have to have that cranked all the way up. Well, that I don't was know like what it is. With- Immigrant song by Zeppelin. I mean, when that was in the Thor movie, I watched that scene over and over again, and then I listened to the song over and over again. That was that's such a good song. It starts off so rock. I'll tell you one right now that I've been listening to over and over, and I don't care if you judge me or not, because I think the song rocks, and I have been playing it. The other night when I discovered it, I must have listened to it 20 times. It's Miley Cyrus' Midnight Sky. Oh. You are so it. in love with her. What is your deal? Well, she's Dolly Parton's goddaughter. That doesn't mean that she's actually talented. Oh, she's talented. Don't you dare. She is very talented. Have you heard that song? Have you heard Midnight Sky? Well, no. last one that I listened to upon your recommendation was her cover of Heart of Glass, and I'm sorry, I was not impressed. Oh, she rocks that thing. It's a little bit faster. It's a little bit rockier than the Blondie version. Oh, she's great. But Midnight Sky will remind you of a Stevie Nicks song. Oh, yeah? You hadn't heard it, have you? No. And you're pooping on it. I, you know, and I will tell you, if <laughs> if I think it's good, then I will I will admit it. But it's just, you are just like so, just so Miley Cyrus out right yeah. now. I really, yeah. She's and, your and favorite. She is. She's my baby. Oh, the last <laughs> thing I was cranking up was some of the hot new tracks from Taylor Swift. And let me just tell you, woo, oh, she has got some stuff to say. Don't what you think going on with you two? But <laughs> really don't you think here. Taylor's stuff is so forced? Don't you think that there's no. like oh, you don't? Oh, I love it. Really? I yeah. enjoy Taylor's music very much, and there's usually, I mean, I usually like just about everything I hear from her. I will say that the whole every album has a concept, and she changes mm-hmm. her image, and it's like that is the little bit forced part that's getting annoying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and I also heard there's this uh, couple who are a waiter and a waitress out in Hollywood, and they I guess they have a blog or something where they talk about people that they've waited on who are famous and people mm-hmm. who are nice and who aren't nice. She yeah, said yeah. Cri- Christina Aguilera was awful, that she wouldn't even make eye contact or speak to her, that uh, her order was placed through her manager. Oh, Lord. Bill Nye the science guy was a jackass and oh. expected – uh, special treatment when he showed up at closing time and ordered a drink after last call and, and they wouldn't give him his drink after last call and he was a total jerk about it. But then they both reported that the nicest person they ever dealt with was my sweet baby Miley Cyrus. Well, that's cool. She's, you know, I will say that she seems like she's one of those people that like, yeah, she's grown up being famous basically her whole life and then she's famous on her own. But she still seems like she could just like walk in here right now yeah. and be like, Charlie, what's up? Yo, let's hang out. You know, just totally. Oh, did you cool. ever hear about her interview with Rogan? She was on Joe Rogan's podcast and, and she was talking about how she was riding on the back of a ATV or something with her dad. And like he ducked, she didn't hit a, like hit a yeah. tree limb or whatever. Uh-huh. So she had kind of a head trauma and that kind of explains a lot of her personality. What? Yeah. Did she She's say even that? said that? Yeah, she even said that. Like because, and she ended up being, you know, okay. But it, it, it's I've heard that with other people where some it's like Sam Kinison wasn't wasn't Sam Kinison until he got into an accident, had a head trauma, and really? then he became really out of control and you know whatever. And she 
she actually fins a lot back on to her personality and why she is like she is on because that. she hit her head on a tree what was it before mm-hmm. hannah montana yes hmm. i got hit in the back of the head with a cue ball when i was like six does that count I don't know. How do you feel? I mean, do you, do you think that that contributed to your wild personality? I mean, I wouldn't say I'm normal. So, Do you, do you hate pool? <laughs> but I'm serious. Both of you, listen to that song, Midnight Sky. And, and I thought it was new, but apparently it came out back in August. But God, it's good. Oh, it's so good. It's like a good Stevie Nicks song. And don't watch the video because it's distracting. Because okay. she's, she's half-dressed and... You know, <laughs> slinking about. Oh, really? Got her tongue so out is, and stuff. Was it so? This is pre mullet, right? This is no. She's got her shag going in this. That, okay. That's not really a mullet. It's a shag. My daughter has the same haircut. Mm. <laughs> it's not quite a Tennessee top hat, but it's gotcha. on the way. It's not Morgan Wallen. It's Miley Cyrus. <laughs> it's very close. If you know, if you push it just right, yeah, you can turn that into a mullet. <laughs> All right, listen, we got to roll. Maddie, when I check with you next time, I, I really, oh, really man. hope you tell me you're feeling better. I feel amazing. But don't do that. Don't lie about it. You know I just care. I care too much. That's my problem. I, my you, heart's too big. I love too much. It'll I take know. so much effort and it'll wear you out. And then he's like, well, but I thought you felt better. Why are you exhausted? Yeah. Well, yeah, no matter what, I'm glad it didn't get as bad as it could have. Yeah. And I'm about ready for this to end. Yeah, we all are, man. We don't want you to be sick. That sucks. Charlie, final thought. Maddie, you're not the Ebola monkey. I don't care what anyone says. Oh, thanks. How about you, Maddie? (laughs) You got something? Uh, I just can't wait to... Oh, you know what? Mm. I want some of that prime rib you made the other day. That's what I want. I'll make you some hamburger helper. No, I'm good. Yeah, I I made a banging 10-pound prime rib the other day. I was seriously jealous on that. Sorry, that was random, but yeah, when I get my sense of taste back, I want, I want some food. I, and I did a new technique on cooking it, but we'll tell you about that next time. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully in a week from now, we'll have good things to tell you. Everybody will be feeling good, and wonderful things will be happening in your life, too, because we love you. Next time. Bye. Bye. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 